I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where I've decided, Zach, to become a full-time Fall Guys streamer instead of... Oh, yeah? Yeah. I figure it's it's the best step going forward. It's kind of a hot topic right now. It's where my passions are at. Thinking I could uh, make a bit of money, make a bit of cash doing some Fall Guys streaming, for sure. I guess my question is, after you make the big bucks, will you then be spending all of that real-life U.S. dollars on Fall Guys kudos so you can get more epic skins? Right, but then, you know, um, in business school, they always tell you to invest back in the business. So by me buying those skins with every cent I've made, I'm I'm using that to make new videos on new Fall Guys skins. True, true. some would call me a hack for doing that. I say it's it's fresh new content. So, you know, you could haters gonna hate, you, bro. You could even do like daily Fall Guys shop updates. You can like show all the skins in the Fall Guys sure. shop 100%. every single day. Hundred percent. I think this is good. Yeah. But the 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 real fun part, and you got to keep this part a secret, is is every mm-hmm. April first, right? Uh, I set yeah. up to do a Fall Guys stream, but it's actually Among Us instead. Oh, and I be- I'll I- never see it coming. I rebrand for that day specifically as the <laughs> Among Us guy, and they pretend to just do Among Us for a whole day. <laughs> be like, why is this Dizzying Heights? And I'm like, sure isn't. No, I'm an Among Us streamer, so get fucked. Mm. Fun stuff. Glad yeah. to always see... That we're getting the hottest of news on the podcast. It kind of ties into the topic, Zach. That was that was all set up for the for the topic. Yeah, yeah. What what is our topic today? The regrets. <laughs> Bad decisions. Oopsies. Volume one and two. Hell yeah. We're gonna be talking about every singular fuck up me and Zach have ever made in real life, and uh, we'll see how long it goes. Really, that's the plan. We're gonna talk about our sex life. Yep. You're talking financial about bad uh, financial decisions. Um, it's really when my girlfriend really broke it. up with me in eighth grade. Like all of it, bro. All the oh tea. yeah, all the tea. But no, it's gonna yeah. be about YouTube regrets because this is oh, a yeah. YouTube podcast. In case you forgot, probably a good idea. Probably yeah. a good idea. Kind of narrow it down a little bit, niche it, if you will. Uh, we're gonna be talking about every. Not every mistake, but the big ones, at least, uh, that we made on YouTube. And, and the goal is not to be like, boo-hoo, sad, my life bad, but to be like, hey, we literally went down this rabbit hole and fucked up. If you're listening to this, don't do that. And kind of give like some right. bullshit for the people listening to be like, all right, I won't do that. Thanks, boys. So this is this is for yeah. you. This isn't, this isn't about about us per se. I, I see my YouTube career as kind of a comedy of errors. Mm-hmm. So the more of them that I can kind of tell other people about, hopefully they won't go through the same tumultuous journey as Hell I yeah. have. Hell yeah. But before that, um, we do have to talk about my biggest regret, which is not getting our sponsor today. The awesome creator Academy YouTube starter kit. Oh, big regret for me too. Honestly. Oh Yeah. If you're getting started on YouTube and you have a little money to throw around, you should get the YouTube Starter Kit. For $99, you get over $1,500 of value and dozens of downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel art, 
in cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music, fonts, and more. Mm. Pay one price and have unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. Check out the link in the description or the show notes. You'll be supporting another YouTube podcast. But of course, you know, the podcast is ending soon. We only have 10 episodes left. If you've always wanted to support the podcast but haven't yet, that could be a big lifelong regret. So please, if you've always wanted to, become a supporter on Anchor at anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast. You can decide to support us financially at $1, $5, or $10 a month, and we'll read your name on the podcast. Imagine your name on the final 10 episodes of the YouTube podcast. Could be Immortalized could, forever. Could be pretty poggers. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Could be pretty poggers. Uh, while we plan could to do this podcast indeed. for a... Oh, Zach, it says here a really long time. <laughs> this year, might have to fix that. Uh, the more financial support yeah. we'll have, the easier... Oh, it also says we're maintaining a consistent schedule. We might want to fix that part, too. We can yeah, we should probably... Uh, not say that part anymore. The ad huh? read for sure. Yeah. In other words, uh, the only thing you'll gain from supporting us is having your name read on the podcast. Sure. So, pretty high value feature. proposition. The biggest yeah. feature for sure. Thank you to the yeah. sponsors: Awesome Creator Academy and Anchor FM. Absolutely, and as you could have told. Quick reminder, if you haven't listened to the last episode, we are ending the podcast soon. We only have 10 more episodes left. So this is, our, this is number 90. It so is. Get in there. Go listen to that. Give us some topics, some suggestion, comments, all that kind of stuff. And we'll we'll get it done before, before we finish it. But it will be finished before 2021 is over. So Hell yeah. If you want more You're context as, as to why <laughs> or you want reasons, that, that's the place to go. Zach's just giving you the, the quick and dirty info on this episode. Yeah. So go back and listen to that. It's only like 38 minutes or something. And uh, come back to this one because we're also going to be talking about YouTube stuff as well, just in the form of regrets, which this podcast is not one of my regrets. It's so epic. Zach is, I agree. Zach's very epic too. Oh, shit. Thanks, Got no bro. regrets there. <laughs> yeah that's that's nice that made me feel all warm and cozy inside mm-hmm. uh unfortunately being your friend has that <laughs> <laughs> oh, could even finish uh, it bro i couldn't i could i tried i was gonna uh, say something to the effect of zach you feeling warm and cozy <laughs> inside has nothing to do with our friendship but more of a chili bean night you know eating a lot of beans i did eat taco bell again last night so oh probably what it is the yeah. natural side effect but i'm glad let you me ask you <laughs> for sure let me ask you do you do you have any real regrets like this the topic is youtube regrets we're going to talk mm-hmm. about things that we we wish we had done differently but at the core of everything do you feel do you ever feel regretful um you know sometimes every now and then. okay uh okay. i think the big thing for me in, in my older age, if you will. Oh, yeah. yeah is yeah. that uh, looking back on things that I am regretful of is funny in the sense that the things I regret happened to when I was a, a stupid child and could not have had the foresight <laughs> to think ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. Which I'm sure older people in their 60s, right? Like, they probably have earnest regrets because they're thinking about times in their 20s and 30s. But it's kind of it's kind of stupid for me and you to have regrets when... 
as far back as we go is like eighth grade. <laughs> You're like, right. Is that right. really a regret? I was kind of a stupid idiot at that point. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would have would have thought that through. Um, but no, like of course we we all have things that we wish we would have done differently. Uh, the the question is like, could I have had the 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 foresight to have changed or, or done things differently? Or, right. Uh, was it always meant to work out this way? You know, was was this a, yeah. a crucial step in my development that led me to other places? Right. You can't get caught up on it is usually the thing. You kind of just have to take the event for what it is, acknowledge it and grow as a person and uh, try to do better. That's the whole point. Yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to start the conversation with is that if you ever feel like there's something that you genuinely regret, take a step back, look at it realize that like maybe you could have done it better but who who really knows and at the end of the day i think all of the things that we'll talk about today are things that if i had not done it i wouldn't be the person i am now and that would kind of suck i kind of I, I like a little bit of the person i am now you know hell yeah i feel like a lot of things have culminated into um you know the decisions that i've i've decided to make in recent memory so I don't, I don't truly regret anything, but if I was going to do everything again, these will be some things that... There, were, there would be a couple of little itty bitty tiny little whittle changes. You know. Some small things, so... I'll go ahead and kick it off. Kick it off to you. What's like one of the, one of your biggest YouTube regrets? You can, you can start recent. You could go back to Sabijan Games if you want. You can pick wherever, uh, for as long as you've been on YouTube. Just a regret. A lesson to learn whatever let me start i've got like a big one for sure that i'll mention later i'll, I'll start off a little, a little smaller um i wish that i didn't get too big into the hype of oversharing and documenting my life yeah yeah talked about we, the we, come up we did I, I talked about it on my finale of the come up and i talked about it a little bit on here already but long story short I, in 2017, started watching a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk, was watching Casey Neistat, watching a lot of productivity YouTubers, watching a lot of entrepreneurs, and I got this feeling that I needed to document everything about my life because obviously I'm super important and I'm going to go places one day. When in the reality is, it's like a lot of the, the quote documenting that I did on the come up, this podcast, the personal channel, articles, uh, it was just complaining about shit that most people don't care about. Yeah. Like, that's what it came down to. Um, and I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's hurt me. I don't think it's something that's helped me either. It's just a thing that if I was going to do everything over again, I would keep my mouth shut about certain things. 100%. Or at least save them where you felt comfortable to talk about them later, right? Right, at least like, cause, cause a, a big reason that um, we're kind of ending the podcast is a lot of those earlier episodes of us giving advice to other YouTubers. It comes from a place of naivety. Mm. Um, we we kind of think that we know more about the topic than we actually know. Uh, and I feel like that was me with a lot of things uh, in, in not just YouTube, but in life. I, I feel like early on, I was a little bit of a know-it-all. I thought mm. I, 
I had my shit together when in reality I'm almost 26 and I still do not have my shit together. So we've had a lot of fun recently looking at that old Zach and an old Aiden stuff too, where we're giving advice to the masses and the advice (laughs) in question is not aged well, even a little bit, uh, and I guess it just came from a place of uh, feeling like we, we knew what we were talking about, but in reality, we uh, had a lot more life to live, had a lot more YouTube to make, had a lot more um, time to put in to at least have results to back up said advice, for sure. Definitely. And that's kind of where, where I'm coming at it with this. It's that, like, I was doing it all again. I don't think my advice has ever been prolific or important. Um, and I, there's, there's nuggets, there's moments where I'm like, Ooh, that felt really good to say. I hope that impacts somebody. And there's been moments where people have emailed me or messaged me or told me outright that like they look up to me or they're glad that I do YouTube because it's helped them, you know, inspired them or whatever. And that's really cool. Like, I love that a lot, Mm. but as a whole, I don't think everything I've said is not not only do I not think everything I've said has been important or needed to be said, but some of it was wrong. Some of it was just down, <laughs> downright wrong. Misinformation, you know? baby. Mm-hmm. Ugh, a classic. Yeah. A classic. Gotta love her. But that's my first one. What you got for your first regret? That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to take it just straight up to I wish I didn't do uh, variety content on early Blue Cat mm. Productions. Um. I get mm-hmm. where I was coming from when I made said decision to do variety. I had never had an audience before on YouTube. Never even like had people watch my shit before. I bounced around from, from channel to channel. I worked on Let's Play stuff. I really didn't know how to edit. So imagine then uh, doing Pokemon streams of all things and getting an audience where people are watching your streams and you're getting 200 views. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Am I am I a YouTuber now? Oh shit! I gotta capitalize on this. <laughs> um, and I and I and I don't disagree with with capitalizing on this, especially that you found an audience. But because I'd never done it before, and because I've never like had a plan or even a modicum of success, what that ended up being was just throwing shit at the wall for the next two or three years. Um, mm-hmm. And that shit stinks, bro. It has stayed on the <laughs> wall. I have not been able to get it off, and it is part of the reason why I'm starting a new channel. That shit ruddy. Yeah. It didn't nah, stick nah, up the whole place, bro. Had I had I picked a lane, any lane, really. And that was the sad mm. part. I think a, a lot of what I did back then could have been an interesting channel. I think Midnight Vlogs yeah. could have been an interesting channel. I think had I done Q&A stuff, like that could have been an interesting channel. Had I stuck with Pokemon Top 10s, sure. There's like a thousand people that do that shit. Uh, they're yeah. all good ideas. But I wanted to be the the do-everything guy. I wanted to be the variety man. I wanted to do Let's Plays and streams, and none of it had a schedule, and (laughs) none of it made any sense, and most people were just there for Pokemon streams. And while I did eventually get my act together, um, it was kind of a little bit of a too-little-too-late situation. Um, But again, like I said at the beginning, I was a dumb little kid who had never had success on YouTube to begin with. it's not surprising that I went out and then did what I did. It's just like, you know, it would have been nice for somebody to be like, hey, maybe don't. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe I get that it. shit up a little bit. Um, it's but- always tough with, like, new channels and early creators where, you know, they have a lot of interest. They have a lot of desires. They're trying to do a lot. 
the the really big answer to a lot of people's YouTube problems is to niche down. Mm. We know that. We know that now. Uh, and yet, I also think if you're just starting a YouTube channel and you don't know what you want to turn it into yet, I think the variety and the experimentation is very beneficial from a creative standpoint. I learned a lot. I learned a lot doing exactly. different content. Um, it didn't force me in one lane. I had to learn a lot of stuff. I had to do Let's Plays and live streams and OBS and, you know, being a presenter. Because a lot of my early mm -hmm. presenting was just midnight vlogs, you know, that kind of taught me a little bit um, how to talk about things. But clearly, the fact now is when you look at the, the current Blue Catch Productions, not the new one, um, there are only like three or four videos from that 2017, 2018 era. And everything mm -hmm. else is 2019 when I finally decided to niche down, um, which kind of goes to show that the actual quality of those 400 uploads was very... Very few and far between. Sporadic, right? Yeah. And I didn't really, like, challenge myself or, like, really work on something particular. Because I was like, well, I'll just fall back on doing doing a Let's Play or doing a stream. You know, I don't have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most people don't have to. Uh, my problem was never was never not uploading. You're not trying. You know, we always tell people to try and start uploading. That was never my issue. Um, <laughs> my issue was, was trying and putting energy into a space that would not get me anywhere um which is right. harder which is harder to like fix <laughs> when you don't when you don't know what you're doing when you don't know what you're doing and it's it's demoralizing when you look at like a 17 year old doing minecraft videos and they've got like 10 million subscribers you're like yeah it makes sense they niche down they did the same thing every day like you know they had the work ethic of us they had the 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 kind of foresight of trying to get better at in every video or whatever, the only difference, the major difference is they stuck to the one thing and they just did it. Yep. And both of us didn't do that. And it, uh, it, it kind of sucks. It's like, we've been doing YouTube for so long. You kind of would have hoped that we have seen some kind of major success by now. And yet you don't have that niche down. Um, it's hard to, hard to get anywhere. So hundred percent. That's a big one for me. That's, yeah. a, that's a big that's I get a big it. boy. I get it. Back to you. Well, though. yeah. Let me let me go ahead and throw out the big one. Um, I regret doing Let's Play content. Yo. I was wondering who was going to yeah. say it first. I had it on yeah. too. So uh, I'm glad you brought it up. Just, I, I think I would be a... <laughs> I, I think I would, I would be doing a lot better. Not only in terms of success on YouTube, but just in terms of mental health and my enjoyment of games and all kinds of things. I think I would have been better off if I didn't do Let's Plays. Well, what does that just mean? Is he referring to solo group Let's Plays? All of it. The whole, yes. the whole, everything. No Let's Plays. I could have streamed. Streaming would have been better. Of course, early on, I didn't have the internet or the capabilities of doing that. So sure. whatever. But it's, when I look back... When I had first started to do YouTube, I started doing music covers, and then I started a, a gaming channel because I wanted to do a documentary series on Nintendo games. Mm -hmm. That was the reason I started that channel. And I did a few episodes of that show, and they did really well at the time, but I knew that I couldn't do just that. 
or I felt like I didn't couldn't just do that. And I had been watching a lot of other Let's Players, and I was like, ooh, I can do that too. And so I started doing Let's Plays. But if I had just, if I had done the channel how I had initially wanted to do it, uh, not only do I think I would have been much further along in my content creation game, because honestly, I don't feel like I've actually tried to make good videos until 2017. I think everything mm -hmm. before that was just making videos um, just to do them. Uh, but on top of that, like every game that I've Let's Played, I feel like I got more out of it if I played it off off camera um i don't feel like the commentary was ever good enough to warrant doing the series to begin with i don't think i've ever i don't think i ever was a good commentator to begin with never been good at games and <laughs> like even 2017 which i saw for a long time is kind of that big movement towards the content i make now i made like a thousand videos that year and most of them were let's play related oh yeah oh yeah so, yeah, I, I wished I didn't do Let's Plays. I don't, I don't think it would have affected me in the long term in a negative way. I don't think I would have lost anything about who I am if I had not done Let's Plays. That's the wild thing. At least for you, though, like, when you started doing the months of Beijing games, it was a popular form of content. What excuse do True. I have in 2017 doing <laughs> Let's Plays when they're already out the door? Like, what the mm -hmm. fuck was wrong with Aiden where he was like, yo, I'm going to do Let's Plays because, uh, you know, Game Grumps does Let's Plays and they do well. Oni Plays does Let's Plays and they do well. Um, and everyone <laughs> that I watched who did Let's Plays, guess what? I like their live action shit far better. Super Mega yeah. is a big yeah. one there where like, yeah, they do funny Let's Plays. Um, but if you ask me what my favorite Super Mega videos are, it's, it's live action shit. And I should have saw that and went like, okay. Let's Plays are on their way out. Either work on some of those live action funny things, which, you know, not a comedian. Not not the not the lane I would have gone. Uh mm -hmm. but I could have gone in like the, the 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 completionist or game theory or video essay or something. And and that's the shit I really love to watch. Uh I didn't watch Let's Plays when I was making them. I watched a few, but not nearly mm -hmm. as much as the as the kind of analytical stuff that I that I always enjoyed and, and would come to later enjoy making. Um, Same. Same. But you can't do an analytical video every week, so why not just fucking put three do episodes out of fucking Ooh. Mario 64 instead? And then, like, what, wouldn't you know it? You're tired <laughs> by the end of it, and you don't work on the, the video you actually thought you were going to. Um, yep. And that's just solo let's plays, man. Group shit is a whole another whole another ball game. Sometimes it's cool. Uh, me and Jay and Breath of the Wild got to know that man very well. Improved our commentary and chemistry a lot. Parker and Stardew, same scenario. That, that's a series I'm genuinely proud of. Uh, Fire Red, Mega Man Two versus like you were you were on your A game on that shit. I agree. Uh, I agree. And and that was because we had built up that relationship to do it, but. Man, back in the early fucking days, hey man, you want to let's play? Sure, hop on my fucking Skype call. Let's let's just talk <laughs> shit for fifteen minutes. I don't know you, you don't know me. Neither of us have good mic etiquette or, or like editing or knowledge on the game. Let's just let's just ramble for a little bit, you know, for fifteen minutes and hope it does well. Because co-op let's plays are a thing. Um, we could yeah. do that, right? Like, ugh, and it's just it's just only produced headaches for me when i've you know tried to think about what type of content i could do 
I, I think about this now. I'm like, hmm, what type of content would be best for new Blue Cash production stuff? Well, I could work on a video every week, but there's still there's still that little inkling, that little scene in me that's always like, yeah. But think about this, Abe. You could do you could do weekly let's plays, and then let's play right. And they're easy to do. They're easy to edit. You could put them out in the meantime, and then and it, the thoughts the thought hasn't left my brain yet, despite knowing it's a horrible <laughs> idea. There are weeks. There are days. Where I wake up and go, new Let's Play channel time. And then I, you know, come to my fucking senses. But uh, whether it's Blue Catch Productions, whether it's early Let's Play channels I was a part of, we've already talked about the LHG thing a thousand times, but yes, that as well. Um, It did teach me how to edit. It brought me closer to some people. But that's like a 3% good shit that came out of that and 97% waste of fucking time. I agree. I agree. It is simply a thing that I did a lot of and I got very little out of it. Um, Both in a actionable skills thing. I I feel like I I didn't get good at editing until after I had stopped doing Let's Plays and started doing actual videos. (laughs) I, I didn't get good at commentary until I'd done more live stream stuff more than anything. Um... And yeah, I, I, I do love some of the series that we've done together that Mario Odyssey versus love the shit out of that. That was really fun. Uh, the fire red, the Mar- the Mega Man two versus all that kind of stuff. I'm glad I did it, but I, I think that I would have gotten a lot more out of content creation as a whole over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. If I had just stuck to doing some of the other videos that I had wanted to do over let's plays. And again, not everybody who listens to us as a gaming channel or a let's play channel. They mm-hmm. might just be like doing yeah. vlogs or music, but you know what we're referring to here. When we say the easy type of content that everyone else does, you could apply that to your niche really easily and be like, Oh, Definitely. I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. Uh, we just use let's plays in the sense that we were both video game boys who grew up at, our, at a time when let's plays were kicking off and we thought we could do that. And it uh, turns out we cannot. It is a very hard skill. It takes an incredible work ethic. Uh, being able to like edit and be funny consistently is hard, <laughs> but uh, yeah. fooled ourselves into, into thinking we could we could do it full time. And uh, even if we were able to, that would not be fun. If we actually had made it on any of our Let's Play ventures, and that was just the thing we were known for, it wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be great at all. So yeah, that's that's the big re- regret for sure. There's mm-hmm. no Let's Plays. I wouldn't do them. And you're right. Every once in a while, I get the little bug in my head that's like, "Yo, you should, uh, you should do another let's play." It's like the, uh, like the damn ring from Lord of the Rings, bro. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, my precious is them damn let's plays, the but damn let's plays. <sighs> you gotta, you gotta learn to know better. Find your own value, man. Find your yeah. own value. Um. And if it is commentating over a video game, live stream instead. <laughs> there are there are yeah. other ways to yeah. beneficially spend that time. Or there's a lot of people wild really thought. Good at it. Here's a yeah. wild thought too: just enjoy the video game. You know, don't make content out of it. Mm-hmm. Or if you do, like yeah. make a make a video. There's so many there's so many things you can do with gaming and editing, and and it sucks that the that the number one thing is just to talk over it, and that's. That's what it is. Um, 
and there are so many people who start channels who only do let's plays who only stay in let's plays and never get anywhere and they're like well why didn't it get anywhere it's because the content you make ain't going anywhere my guy <sighs> yeah yeah but it is i get so much more out of a game when i play it by myself or even play it in a, in a call with the homies and then talk about it in a video that i've spent time on writing a script and editing it making sure i have the perfect takes like it's just i get so much more out of that game and i get so much more out of my content and it sucks that for so long i thought doing let's plays mattered at all. it don't and it really don't you really don't so it's a good one that's the big one it's a good one well you probably heard this next for me yeah a thousand times either on the podcast or uh personally wish we didn't start too many damn projects you know mm, there's another one right there yep yeah i wish we did not start so many projects and here's here's why we did i think honestly there's a new new youtube boy new youtube boy right uh where i'm mm-hmm. doing a variety of content and one of my videos is it top 10 kanto pokemon or johto pokemon i don't remember uh zach be leaving a comment on after i commented on his Mega Man 3 uh let's play we get to know each mm-hmm. other, right? Uh, I show up on the first episode of Nerdception, very based. Uh, we talk yeah, a little yeah. bit. We do a Smash video, which in retrospective was not that great on my end. But hey, you know, we're building <laughs> a relationship. I'm learning how to edit a little bit more. We're, it we're might have aged well either. So We're talking. That I'm Big good. Mac bit, immaculate. Zachary. That one's great. I love that one. That one's really good. But I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we get to talking, right? We get to hanging out. And being that both me and Zach, you know, Zach's been doing Sabijin games for a while, but like in terms of YouTube, right, you're still pretty new. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm a few years ahead, but not, few years not in, super ahead. Relatively new, right? We get to talking and we're like, hey, wait, you do YouTube? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, hold on. You do YouTube as well. And you're like, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. What if we did. <laughs> youtube stuff together and it's like whoa that's crazy i don't just have to do blue catch productions you don't just have to do subagian games and it took 80 different forms Inception, <laughs> then it was lines on our nerdcast then it was youtube podcast then it was lhg then it was collab stuff then it was game club whatever fucking project you want to point out nbl monthly battle league there's a thousand movie of these night exam- movie night there's a thousand of these examples uh, where we got to know some homies in the group and all went, well, if we all do YouTube individually, what's to say we can't do it together mm-hmm. on multiple channels? And it's a good idea in concept. But number one, we were all very early on in, in, our, in our own growth and development and still had a lot to learn, clearly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That kind of ties into the other points. Number two. And this is the big one and the reason why I put it as a regret. When you decide to do a bunch of different side projects, it sounds cool on paper and it makes total sense when you plan it out. But I promise you, the only thing you are going to get out of it is the time (laughs) that you would spend doing your own shit is now delegated to doing side projects and you will never get that time back. You will never get that time back. Uh, even if it's just, even if it's casual, even if it's just a, a little podcast you record uh, once a week, you may not think 
it would ever impact your main channel content. Um, but it will. <laughs> and there will be points where you won't be able to upload anything because of that. Uh, most people have one side project that this happens to, and then that's a regret for them. Imagine having six. That's, yeah. that's why we're classifying it as a major regret. We had up to six or seven of these, and none of them went anywhere. YouTube podcast is an exception. It's, the, it's my one exception to the rule where I'm glad we did it, and I'm glad it's, it's ending, and I'm glad we're going to have a finale. Pretty much everything damn else was, was a mistake that, we, that could have its own individual section. But I'm lumping it together under too many projects. <laughs> it is a thing that continued when I met you and we got the core group of homies together to do shit. But I started like that. I had oh, the music channel. I made the gaming channel. I decided to make some music on the side. I started a, I started a collaborative gaming channel with this dude that like I haven't talked to in eight years. We did three videos. It went nowhere. Like there was the there was the Let's Play forum website that I was like actively involved in. I did a bunch of and, and it happened to me in college. I did a lot in college. I had too many projects with YouTube and then too many things going on in college. It is a constant problem of mine um, in general of just someone trying to do too much at one time. And uh, yeah, I wish I wish I could take that part of my brain and just remove it because there's definitely aspects of it that I find beneficial. I think I'm a more yeah. creative person because of it. I think uh, I think my brand of content is just a little bit more unique because I'm crazy enough to be interested in too many things. But again, we got to know each end, other better. There were a lot we of got problems. to know each other. I've met a lot of cool people throughout it. Uh, but I, I think the downsides have far outweighed the positives in that there's just no focus in your life when you have so much going on. If you could imagine all the time you spent doing all those side projects and then just went, okay, what if that time been on main channel be in a completely different place right now? Completely 100%, different. 100%. No doubt in my mind, you would be further along. Yeah have more videos, a bigger audience, everything, everything. Yeah. Because it takes so much time to manage, to upload, to keep things consistent. And guess what? When you're not keeping it consistent and you're working on your main thing, you're guilt you're feeling guilty about it. <laughs> That's the you're big doing part. the right thing by working on your own main channel, but you can't even properly fucking enjoy it. Because now you're feeling guilty <laughs> about a random side project you started back in 2017. What fresh hell is that? That's horrible. That's horrible. It's that awful. happened so many times. It's awful. So many times. Still happens. It's why we're ending this podcast. And again, this is the exception. I 100% agree with you. Another YouTube podcast is the one project out of everything we've done that I'm 100% happy with and glad that it's going to have a proper ending. But it's like... The reason we're ending this, the reason I ended up my personal channel, the reason I'm not live streaming right now is all because I am trying to get to a state where I do your everyday nerd and that is it. That's mm -hmm. it. I don't want to do anything else in terms of projects because because I don't feel like I can properly do shit on that channel if I'm also scatterbrained with everything else. And here's the thing. Eventually, uh, if things are successful... 
eventually, when we all get to the point where our own content is pretty good, eventually, if I'm rich and have a team to do that <laughs> yeah. shit for me, <laughs> there it is. Then there it is. sure, then sure. The problem specifically that we're pointing at is not only did we do too many projects, we did them early, early, which is yeah. a mistake that almost nobody makes because usually if they start a project like that it's it's at least after they've established something we didn't even establish anything you know properly yeah. before yeah. we started doing shit um and all of them suffered and you know all of them were good ideas on paper all of them were, were satisfying and interesting and cool movie night's a cool idea lines on our gaming is a cool idea Monthly Battle League's a cool idea when you're not working on your own channel. Like, all of them are cool. Yeah. Um, but you're going to find that not only do you not have time to dedicate to your own stuff, you're not going to have time to properly flesh out those side projects either. So they're hurt um, by not getting to their full potential. Um, and so it becomes a question of, okay, then what do I really want to do, right? And when you take the time to look at all of the shit you're doing and to really ask yourself, what do I actually want to be doing? What do, where do I see myself in five years? Where do I want to be? Then it really puts things into perspective and more importantly, puts things into focus of what you yeah. should be paying attention to. And for me and you, it dead ass was very simple. It was Blue Couch Productions, your everyday nerd, occasional personal channel, right? Occasional Aiden on Anchor, occasional stream if you feel like it, but mainly the main channels, uh, and it sucks that not only did we do all those things, but it's taken upwards of three to four years to wind those things down and get back on track. Time that yeah. we will not get back. <laughs> yeah. And and I think one of the other like big downsides to it is you disappoint people. Yep. There's there's people that subscribe to your main channels for this thing, and if you're not doing it consistently, no wonder no wonder we lose subscribers every once in a while. They they didn't get what we, they came there for, you know? And then on top of that, okay, well, you have 20 other side projects. If those aren't consistent, those people aren't getting what they came for. And <laughs> you're really fucked if you're doing a side project with another person because they might be getting something more out of it than you are. You are. And if you're not consistent with it, you're not being communicative enough. Like, you're letting them down. So... Especially when the side project to them becomes as important as the main thing and it was not for you. Right, right. That kind of expectation thing. Then suddenly, you know, you feel like you're letting other people down and uh, you're not contributing. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, there's partial blame on, on all of us for, for starting that or enabling it or, or whatever. But at mm -hmm. the very least, going forward, um, we're creative people. We have a lot of ideas. There are most likely going to be new projects that we start um, in the future, whenever that is. But the goal is at least to have them make at least a little bit more sense and doable and reasonable uh, right? in the context of, of, of what we do now. But the main piece of advice that I would give for anybody listening to this is like, have focus, right? Pick, pick a yeah. thing you want to do and do that well, eventually. Don't feel like you're never going to have a chance to, to spread out or branch out. That time will come. But if you want any of those ideas to do well, if you want to give those side projects a chance, wait to do them when your main thing is already established and doing well. Then go ahead. 
But like, at least then, if they don't work out, you have the main thing to fall back on. Uh, I don't think we really had a thing to fall back on because they were all relatively at the same size. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's only recently where we feel like our main content is the next level above all of the side projects, right? Yeah, for a while they like, were all pretty much the same. <laughs> right, exactly. So Have a bit of focus. That's That's the main takeaway here. Focus goes a long way. Yep. Back well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little uh, little controversial. Um, <gasps> I kind of regret early, like, you know, it's a lot of early stuff we're talking about. Yeah, you know, obviously. <laughs> but um, I I got to know I got to know too many people a little bit too close on 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 the internet. Interesting. Elaborate. I didn't expect this. one. I think that when I first started doing YouTube, I was getting around that phase in my real life where I was I was opening up more to people. Um, used to be very, very, very introverted. Uh, closed book. Couldn't find out shit about me unless I really wanted to tell you. Um, and then it was around that sophomore year, junior year of high school. When I had started YouTube, I was also starting to learn more about myself and try to open up more more connected to, to people and all that kind of thing and uh, the effect of that was a homie DM'd me on YouTube and was like I have this website with a bunch of other Let's Players love to have you on it and I became super involved with it for the next year and a half to the point where I was the one DMing other people and being like hey we got this website would you like to join and what that meant was I was finding myself in Skype call after Skype call with people that I didn't really have too much interesting thing. You know, I didn't have too many things in common with um, people that I really wished I had not even spent time with to begin with. Um, and, and all in all, just like it, it goes back to kind of that wasting time on doing a bunch of side projects that didn't amount to anything. Like I did a lot of collaborative projects in that time period as well. And it was, it was, it was with the, the people that I didn't feel like, um, I didn't, I didn't have, like I said, I didn't have much in common with them, but also like their goals were so far removed from my goals. And like some of those people just weren't, weren't good people to be around with, if that makes sense. Sure. I think your, your environment plays a big factor into, you know, not only your mental health, but the type of stuff you, you make and produce. Um, mm-hmm it's clear that our relationship has had an impact on the type of content we continue to make because otherwise yeah, had we just been by ourselves, decisions would have played out differently. We would have had different thoughts, potentially gone in different directions. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but while some relationships can have a positive effect on your content and what you do, there are most certainly other relationships that have made things worse um, and not helped. And that's not to say, you know, don't have friends. It's not the advice that we're getting at here. But at least when it comes to making YouTube and content, if you're the type of person who wants it to succeed, if you're the type of person who wants it to be a career, uh, I think Gary Vee said it best where it's like, find the people that you want to be like, right? Find the people that share those similar goals mm-hmm. and uh, and then work with them. Um the problem in in your instance was you were you were just finding whoever whoever the fuck you know and uh, right 
of whether or not they fit. And um, some of them, some of them might not have helped you long term. Right. And, and obviously I think the people that I still talk to, the people that are still in my discord servers, the people that I still follow on social media, like you guys are good. Like I have no problems with you at all. You know, if, if, if I've still talked to you in the last two years, three years, we're still good. Don't worry about it. But there were definitely like a lot of people early on that just, just rubbed me the wrong way. And it took me a long time to kind of remove them from my life. Um, because not only did it not help me in general with YouTube stuff, you know, but also, like you said, the like mental health side of thing, you know, I don't, I, there was just one person in particular that was such a, like, he was like the best friend of the YouTube people at one point. And it was growing up and realizing this dude kind of crazy. He got some, got some ideas about content that I don't even agree with at all. And it was just like a lot of a lot of small things. Tried to do a collaborative project with him in like 2018, and it went super wrong. So I'm very uh, very happy that I've removed myself from these certain people before. But that's that's definitely a regret that I think I had. That it's it's tough because on the flip side of things, I feel like by surrounding myself with a lot of different YouTubers and Let's Players and stuff, it kept me making content. I had kind right. of a group of people I could talk to, right? But but on the other end of things, like I may have made radically better decisions with my content had I not been around those people. Had you gotten involved with somebody who was, you know, not for you, right? Yeah, for sure. That's that's not just YouTube advice, but I think good life advice is recognizing that the relationships you have, uh, you are in control of. Right. Yeah. So if there's a person in your life that is toxic, mean to you, not adding anything, um, then it's then it's realizing that you have self-control to leave those scenarios and should leave those scenarios. Right. And now it's right. hard to do that. It's a lot of work to socially distance yourself off from somebody. People like to say it's easier online, but I honestly think it's harder, especially if you're a content creator and have so many avenues where people could reach you. Sure, you leave them off Discord, but what if they show up on Twitter? Or what if they show up in a live stream chat? Uh, people are people are weird and, and mean and like get attached to shit. Um, yeah, so it can be really hard to like break and, and and sever those ties. But trust me, all all the work that you put into it um, is worth it and is for the best because surrounding yourself by with good people, surrounding yourself with people who care about you. Um, will not only make your work better, but your mental health and, and your life in general. Um, and it can be tough to find those people. I get it, you know, and it, and it requires knowing more about yourself and, and being honest and uh, having a genuine desire to help others, right? But uh, yeah, it's it's worth it. It's an endeavor that, that no matter how hard it gets is is a worthwhile one to have because your your happiness is, is first and foremost, I think. 100%. 100%. Well, back to not even the, related to YouTube, <laughs> just some life shit. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, pretty much. Just some life shit. Ugh, man, <laughs> me again. Jeez. Uh, hmm. What's a good one? What's a really good one? Um, I, I'm gonna go a similar route. I'm gonna go a similar okay. route. Go um, for it. 
and we've talked about this before. I think I, for a long time, uh, was a people pleaser, you know? Mm, yeah. And Yeah, I get that. <laughs> and that doesn't sound like a bad thing. And if you're the type of person who considers yourself a people pleaser, that's, that's not me saying it's a bad thing. Uh, but But in a YouTube context specifically, it gets really weird because your job is to essentially, like, serve others. Um, and that can get really weird with priorities, right? So a big example of that is is YouTube, right? And every decision I made, at least early on, was for someone else, right? Oh, you right. want to do this project? I'll go ahead and do it. Oh, I'll go ahead and edit it. Um, oh, people like Pokemon? I'll make more Pokemon stuff. Uh, oh, there was an interest in this? I'll do that. And some people would call that, like, you know, following the data, making what people want to see, right? And I'm not not trying to say be selfish here or anything. Um, the problem came was when I wanted to do back to the video games, when I wanted to focus on solo content, when I wanted to make those radical changes, I would be in call with Zach. And I'd be like, well, what if people don't like it? You know, what if people think it's a bad yeah. thing? What if people, or whatever, and... uh I think it was you who told me multiple times just to be like, yo, bro, you gotta, <laughs> you just gotta do it if you really think it's a good idea, bro, and fuck what other people say. So that that's where I'm getting at here. I wish I didn't put so much value in what other people said when it came to the type of content that I make, because it really stifled a lot of my own personal creativity, and I think kind of damaged a little bit of the channel for a little bit, and I don't put blame on anybody. This is strictly a an Aiden issue here. <laughs> uh, but sometimes I'd be wanting to, to to help and serve people a little too much to where it hurts my own my own personal stuff sometimes. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's a it's a tough line to kind of balance between making the content you want to make and making the content that people want to watch you for. And you know, there's definitely something to be said of. The, uh, the Martin Scorsese approach, make one for me, make one for you, make one for me, make one for you. But I think at the end of the day, especially with YouTube, where we're so in control of everything that we put into a video or even other content, we're, we're in control of everything. There's no reason why you shouldn't be doing things 100% for you. Yeah. Uh, because you, you attract the audience that you want. Or you you attract the audience that's right for you, I guess. You manifest and it. Listen. You manifest it exactly. I mean, like if you make you make ten videos about Pokemon, uh, it makes it look like you really care about Pokemon, and you might. But if that's not the content that you want to make full time, then then don't do it. Make one every once in a while. It doesn't doesn't have to. You don't have to program everything based on what the audience wants to see for you, especially early on, because. There's plenty of people that care about very similar things that you care about. And eventually, hopefully, they'll find your channel. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, like, being a people pleaser only hurts you more because you can't please everybody and you can't please the people that you've been pleasing forever. It's really hard right. to do that. I think the problem with this one specifically is that YouTube and, and social media kind of blurs those lines so heavily. They do, uh, yeah. Where a lot of advice you listen to, a lot of people will tell you to, like, 
you know, don't make content for yourself. Find a niche. Find and make content for other people. Make how-to shit. Read every chat message. Respond to everyone in Discord. Build those connections. Like, really put yourself out there and uh, do a lot of things for other people. Build that value. And I'm, and I'm all about that. Um, but what I wish people would have said is to is to take control of that a little bit better and uh, make sure that I myself am happy <laughs> with that. Because yes. oftentimes I was mm-hmm. putting other people's needs before my own. Um, but but YouTube advice and social media advice really ruins that when content creation is so focused on other people's needs and wants. You know how do you how do you balance that line? It's really hard. It's a thing where like I know that YouTube is built on capitalism and doing the like it's it's the same reason Disney has made is going to be making like five Marvel movies a year. There's demand for it. You know, supply and demand is very much a real thing. But I think and, and I think it's going to be a struggle for me for the rest of my life because you do not stay as a creator. You cannot be mentally healthy and do exactly what other people want you to do all the time. Like it is impossible. And frankly, I would rather be a hundred percent selfish in the content I create and it not go anywhere than do the opposite. hundred percent. Um, and that's going to be, you know, if that ends up happening, I'm going to struggle with that for sure. But still, yeah. And, and it's, it's another thing too. It's that old, like, you can't help people until you help yourself. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I, I do believe in that. I think it's I think it's very difficult to wanna please everybody in your personal life and everybody that's watching your content, your friends, your family. Um, and also be doing what's right for you. You kinda have to be like, fuck everybody else until this shit is right for me and then I can then I can really help the other people around me. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think at the end of the day, it just comes from a desire to not want to disappoint people, right? It does. It's just to be like, I really don't want other people to not be satisfied with the, with the shit that I make. And it's, uh, it's cool and all, but but if you're not satisfied with the shit you make, bro, you're (laughs) in a, you're in a world of trouble later down the line when you, uh, lock yourself into something you didn't even want to do all in the name of not wanting to disappoint somebody when it would have been way easier to just be upfront and be like, yeah, actually I don't want to do that. And then. And then go and do it the other thing. Uh, yeah. But I'm really bad about communicating that shit to other people because it's scary. And it's like, I it's hard, know, you know, um, I'm mostly still introverted. So the idea of like telling mm-hmm. someone, Hey, that type of shit you like, I don't really want to fucking do it anymore. Uh, can be really challenging. So I just, I just put that shit off or try to subtly kind of hint at it for a little bit. And there's no need to spend four months <laughs> doing that when you could just be up front with someone and uh if they care about you they're probably cool with it anyway so there's no need in stress exactly it's fine it's fine but that's that's kind of a a personal one back to you i guess kind of on another similar note um it's it's hard for me to find out to to find too many other things that i fully regret and this one this one i like part of me regrets it and part of me is like nah it should have happened that way Something about being as open to to communication on the internet. Something mm-hmm. about, you know, putting my Skype in all my descriptions to videos so people could reach me early on and 
making a Discord server even, uh, having my DMs open on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all these kind of things that like, it makes sense to have it so that people can reach you. And I've, I've had really good like business opportunities through that. So it's hard for me to say that I shouldn't have done this at all, but there's, there's days where I'm like running a discord server does not make sense for what I'm doing currently. And I don't feel like I'm being involved in it enough and it kind of be better for my health, my mental health. If I didn't have it. It's not so, what you signed up for. Right. It's not what right. you signed up for. Right. It's a part um, of the job that you kind of have to do because you're like a people manager now because you make content for others. Yep. Uh, yep. And so I kind of sympathize with the creators who just straight up say like, no, actually, I don't want to make a Discord. I don't really want to make a Twitter. I don't really want you to contact me. Really, the only way I want you to be involved <laughs> is commenting on my videos. And then when I post a, no one, a new one, commenting on those. And that's it. That's the only bit of involvement I want you a part of. Uh, you may think like, oh, these guys are really missing out on a lot of opportunities. They could be growing at such an astronomical rate, but really it's a, it's a long-term move right there to just yeah. set up those yeah. boundaries, man. I wish I had set up some fucking boundaries, bro. Early on day one. Um, you can't yeah. do that when you're a fucking 18 year old kid and you don't know how shit works and you make a YouTube channel and you're like, oh, I make a discord. The community is important. I see other people do it. Right. If you don't really know. Like what to do or have a plan. Uh, it's just, just going to happen. But but yeah, I agree. No, boundaries are, are huge. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've met some incredible people throughout Discord and Twitter and YouTube and Twitch. And I would not get rid of that for anything. I really wouldn't. Um, the people that are active in both of the discord servers that I own. I appreciate, I love you guys. I'm very happy with the group of friends that I have. Um, I've, I've like, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast and talk with you on a regular basis if I hadn't opened myself up at some point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I can't just outright say I regret making a discord. I regret having my DMS open. I, I can't, but on the other side of the coin, there's definitely part of me that's like, some boundaries would have been nice early on. And I've, I've, I've set those boundaries. Now, most people kind of know that like they really want to get in touch with me. The DMS are open, but I'm not going to be interacting in the discord all the time. There's a lot of conversations that happen that I just have no input on to begin with. And it, it wouldn't make sense for me to, to say anything. Um, and I can't be in discord calls all the time either. I think that's another thing where early on, I was like, hey guys, I'm going to work on some videos or I'm going to do this thing in the VC. If you guys want to join me, go ahead. Um, and again, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it all back because there's, there's been some really cool moments from it, but for mentioning things that I kind of be sort of regretting, that would be, that'd be kind of one of them. Set up those boundaries, man. Uh, yeah. Not only for your mental health, but your productivity as well. You'd be able to get so much shit done if you didn't feel like you were obligated to handle everyone's feelings and talking things you don't want to talk about and whatever. And people are allowed to have different interests. People are allowed to to talk about whatever they want. A hundred percent. Yeah. Not going to poo poo on, on any specific conversation, but, uh, not obligated to be a part of something. I don't want to be a part of, you know, and that's just respect my own personal time and and what I like to do. And, you know, maybe I'll be interested in whatever the fuck you're talking about later on, but 
we got to reach that point when I get to it and I'm not there yet. Um, yeah. And, and similar to you, like there were, there were games that I played just because people that I knew were playing them and I felt like I had to be part of the conversation. There were times where I've watched TV shows that I didn't really have too much interest in, but I felt like I had to cause somebody was watching it. You know, there's, there's plenty of times where I was part of a conversation I had no right to be a part of. Yeah. And, um, you know, you learn it. You learn. You learn as you grow. So, yeah. And get you. Um, kind of changing subjects a little bit. It's a little bit of a different train of thought. Um, I don't know exactly how I want to word it. Maybe, maybe the best way is. <laughs> I regret <laughs> being a uh, a consumer more mm. than a creator. <laughs> uh. And I don't know yeah. what the alternative of that is or how how you fix that per se. But in case anybody listening to this is confused, what I mean by this is uh, before I ever had the desire to make a video on YouTube, I was a fan of YouTube first and foremost. 2006, your boy was there. I was watching AVGN. I was watching Let's Plays. I watched music reviews. I've watched everything under the sun. I've subbed a, a shit ton of channels. I love this platform. Uh, so mm-hmm. much so that I wanted to make stuff. That's a pretty easy path to follow. You like watching something, so you try to make it. And I did. I made stuff. But the part of me that also liked watching stuff did not get the memo that I was pivoting to making shit. Um, <laughs> so the part of me that likes watching stuff continued to watch stuff. Uh, to where it got to the point where I am now where I probably spend more than half my time watching videos and less than a third making stuff. And I feel like those numbers are always going to be that way to a certain extent. You can't make things all day. Uh, Watching stuff is simply easier. There is going to have to be a balance between the two. Uh, You can't just only create or only watch videos. Um, But I watch a lot of my favorite creators constantly say in videos that they don't watch YouTube that much. And I'm like, gee, I wonder why. Because you're getting shit done. Because you're doing Um, things, right? Because you're actually making things. You're actually contributing to the conversation. I wish, personally, if I had a do-over, that I wasn't such a big fan of literally every type of YouTube video. uh, (laughs) So I could actually make shit. Or if you want more of a practical one. I wish I spent more time creating rather than watching. That's that's the short version of it. No, I um I'm right there with you. I it's not even just YouTube for me though either. It's like as a consumer, not only of buying products, but consuming, you know, watching, playing, reading. I am so interested in so many things that I could spend the rest of my life just watching movies, reading books, playing games, listening to music, watching YouTube videos and not creating, and it didn't used to be that way. Um, I started I started out as a creator first. Um, I, was, I was so enamored with making music when I was younger and drawing and uh, writing, and I would do stupid graphics on fucking paint when I was in, like, third grade. Like, there was plenty of time where I was creator-focused first, um, and I, I almost feel like as I've gotten older, it's flipped a little bit. To where I spend more time consuming than I do creating. And I I really, I really dislike that. And, and to be fair, like, I like watching stuff. I think it's I good do too, for yeah. creativity. I think it's 100%. good to, to refresh yourself. 
Uh, I especially like watching the bros content because then I can yeah. watch them improve and shit. I'm fans. I'm fans of your everyday nerd, Jay the Zoomster and Carrie Knight first, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would watch this shit regardless of whether or not we were friends. Like, I am a fan. Uh, but but sometimes that means, um, you know, I could have got something done today and instead I watched 16 Anthony Fantano reviews. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, yeah. you know, maybe that wasn't the best call. Maybe it's an issue with work ethic. But more importantly, like you said, I'm just I'm just interested in a lot of things, and uh, sometimes I justify it by saying, "Oh, well, maybe it'll be I'll get some important advice here, or maybe I'll be inspired by something or whatever." But I don't really do much of uh, exploring so much as I watch a lot of the same type of stuff over and mm. over again, and that is not creatively inspiring. That does not help me. Um, it's yeah. similar to what we said about our YouTube help channels. Watching a thousand of those, believe it or not, does not actually help <laughs> you make a thousand videos. You sure don't. have to do that yourself. Uh, maybe sure. that's just because I'm not properly oh. motivated, but I think it has more to do with the fact that I am a, I'm a consumer first. I like media, bro. I'm a big fucking fan of media, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> that really sucks when you have to actually sit down and make your own thing. And you just kind of sit there and you're like, well, actually, you know, I do watch one video or two. Watch a little it's, video here. It's the whole media literacy thing that kind of trapped me uh, yeah. where I decided I wanted to make a movie review video. And so I watch movie. I talk about movie. I put out the video and there was like very little thought put into any of that. I just did it. But the more movie reviews I did, the more thought went into each of them. And now I feel like in order to properly review this one movie, I need to know about 10 other movies beforehand. Um, and sure there's some of that is true. I think there's a lot of people that make videos about shit. They don't really know much about. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to gain all that knowledge in one night. I'm not going to gain it all in one year. Um, it's okay to make a video about something you don't know too much about, but then in like 10 years after you've kind of built up more of a repertoire, revisiting it and talking about it again. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, very similar regret to you. Less so on the watching YouTube. Definitely, definitely some of that for sure. But more so on the, like, I just, I just be buying things and intending on getting to them and, I'm I'm always behind and I can't I can't catch up and I never will. I never oh, yeah. will. And uh I got to be okay with you know, I got to be okay with that but also like create more because that's what we do. That's the whole Watching stuff is healthy. Thing. Watching stuff is fun. It's yeah. just when it gets in the way of what you really want to do, then it's like a problem, right? Like uh mm-hmm. you know, I'd be loving to jack off, but if it's getting in the way of actual <laughs> sex, you know, it's kind of like counterintuitive. Well, that's an addiction, so. I mean, I'm doing we'll it too much. We'll yeah, yeah, that. sure. We'll we'll, we'll talk about we'll it after the podcast. Yeah, we'll debate that for sure. I got some interesting thoughts on that, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just I just wish I actually made stuff about as much as I watch stuff, but that <laughs> that balance is is completely ruined because I'm a fan of literally everything. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm gonna. Uh, this will be my last one. I don't really have anything else I can pull out. Okay. Um, but it, it is, it's, it's again, kind of similar to some of the other things, but it's a, it's also a, kind of an opposite to the last thing. 
uh, I regret trying to turn everything into content. Mm, good one. Good one. I, I feel like every single time I have a new interest, a new hobby, uh, there's, there's this part of my mind that's like, okay, well now you got to turn it into a creative project that will hopefully make you money in five years. And, um, you know, like what that means is you end up with a lot of side projects. They don't go anywhere. Uh, what that means is you get less out of the thing that you were doing to begin with. Um, and, and I guess the biggest thing for me is again, like the more I, I learn about a thing, the more I realize how much I don't know and that overwhelms me and it makes me upset. And it's like, damn, I don't have the time to, to invest myself into this one thing and these other 20 other things that I'm interested in. It's, it's too damn much. And like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really it. I remember in college, like I was gonna, I thought about doing a project around learning Japanese and I could have, maybe I would have gotten more out of it, but the honest truth is probably not. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like, you know, I've been really, really into reading books over the last couple of years and trying to get more into that and learning about all these wild and popular series I hadn't heard of before, but now I know about them and there's part of me that really wants to turn it into a major project, but I'm, I'm trying to stop myself because not only will I get overwhelmed by adding another project to it, but I'm probably going to enjoy it less at the end of the day. I think that's a problem that a lot of people share actually, because I, I'd be reading on Twitter and even watching videos uh, of a lot of people of the sort of millennial Gen Z generation having to essentially feel like they're forced to turn their passion into, mm-hmm. into work, their hobbies into work, you know, right. making money off of what you love. And it all kind of stems back from that same advice as like, well, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life or whatever. And it's like, what I really should say, if you do what you love, you'll end up working way more than any other sane motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> that's 100%. <laughs> 100%. Which means you'll be burnt out. You're not going to be satisfied. And the hobbies that, that were genuine hobbies are now kind of ruined for you because you decided to turn it into content. Um, yeah. Like you said, with Let's Plays, it kind of ruined a little bit of gaming for me. You know, kind of mm-hmm. talking about YouTube sort of ruins a little bit of the magic of creating it because we're always talking about how shitty everything is. Uh, yeah, yeah. If I had just let those passions be passions and not feel forced to turn it into work, then I could have enjoyed those passions more and my work would have been better because I would have had a you know a bit of a focus on, on things True. that I actually feel okay to to work on. Um, but I think it's, it's a combination of social media, literally letting you say or produce whatever the fuck you want. So it's literally your decision whether or not you choose to do that combined with that sort of hustle culture, YouTube advice mindset. That's like, Oh, you want to make a new channel? Just do what you love, bro. And sometimes doing what you love will just ruin the thing you love and you won't get anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me was, uh, music, like music was the thing in my life for so long. It was everybody I personally knew, knew me as Zach, the music guy. Like that was it. Didn't have to do with YouTube. Didn't have to do with um, video editing or anything else. It was just music and going to college for music and thinking about becoming a teacher or was I going to perform or was I going to compose trying to make some videos about it online? Like it was, it was all these things. And I, 
I uh, recently have realized that I kind of just want to do music for me and nobody else and just leave it, leave it at that. Um, Like not only from a listening standpoint, I feel like I've gotten so much more out of the music I listen to now than I did when I was trying to consume all of it and trying to talk about it in some way or whatever. But uh, from a playing aspect, I may not do it as much anymore. And I may wish that I was better at it. Like I like like at some point I thought I was going in an upwards trajectory and I feel like ever since then I've gone down, down, down to my skill level. But I don't I don't care anymore. It's it's um it's fully a a passion of mine that will continue to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. But I, I doubt that I'll ever turn it into anything that that is monetary monetarily viable. And I hope I don't. I kind of hope that's I don't okay. at this point. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And the same thing is true of like, I'm going to turn my personal life into content. You don't have yep. to. Yep. Keep that shit to yourself. I'm going to make a YouTube channel about everyone on my end. You don't have to, bro. You can pick one <laughs> and just do that. I'm going to do Let's Plays because I like, you don't, got, you don't have to. That's the biggest thing I'd say for this one is don't feel like you have to do literally any of this shit. Um, do what you want to do, what's fun for you. And if it gets to the point where it's not fun, because let's be honest, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to make projects that we, that we wish we didn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but recognizing that and being like, all right, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. And, uh, you know, making that call, being, being self-aware of the fact that you don't want to turn this into, into work, then don't get rid of the work. <laughs> like it's simple as that. Yeah. Especially if you're in control of it, right? And it's kind of your own prison that you built for yourself. Leave the prison, bro. I mean, dip. And and the main thing is you gotta have you gotta have a hobby. You gotta have something that you can go back to when you are stressed with work shit. And I think for a while, <laughs> right? For a while, I didn't have anything I could kind of fall back onto and just do just because I wanted to. Um, I always felt like it had to be a had to be you know productive. And, um, mm-hmm. you don't have to, you don't have to turn the mindset into a grind set. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Not everything has to be grinded. So I think, uh, if you were to boil down a lot of our major issues into one key point, I think you could just say like, we really fucked up the whole work life balance thing, you know, like pretty heavily. Like if you want to talk about our, <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk about like our major issues, I'd say like scheduling, consistency, work-life balance like the those three you know you could add in a yeah. couple it'd be like oh i did this wrong i did that wrong but the work-life balance one's probably the most insidious of those three too because it's just like we can't all be consistent we can't all schedule it's hard to find a, a whatever um purposely doing more work that actual living will take off years of your life like yeah no yeah there's no good there's no getting around that like and that's a that's a choice you yourself make um and YouTube shouldn't be like that. If you want YouTube to be a hobby, let it be a hobby. If you want it to be a career, that's fine. Um, but make make those areas. Make that office. Make that set like, boundaries, right? Bedroom. Set that boundaries. You're not obligated to do everything. Um, make your videos. Enjoy making your videos. And if they do well, you know, they do well. They do well. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's my regrets. Do you have anything else, or? That's pretty much it. 
Yeah. Those are, those are the major ones. If I think of something else, I'll fucking let you know in a DM two hours yeah. after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wish I had brought this. I'm up. sure we'll. Like a lot of these things we've talked about personally, we've mentioned some of them on the podcast before. You, you've kind of kind of nailed it right there at the end. It's like consistency, setting boundaries, and work-life balance. Try to figure that shit out because you'll just, uh, just end up going crazy if you don't. That's the, that's the, real, <laughs> that's the real meat right there. Um, and again, I do want to... Yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I want to take it back to the beginning of the podcast where I said, like, ultimately... I don't really regret much of anything because I feel like everything is led up to who I am now. I wouldn't be the same person I am now if I had done any of this shit differently. Um, even them damn stupid let's plays, I feel like added something to my life um, in, in, in certain positive ways. So I don't feel like I have to change everything about me. That's, that's, that's it. What I was going to say was... Uh... What are the, like the the going forward shit? Like, what are you uh, what are you what are you taking out taking out of those regrets and making better choices with? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's kind of already been happening in the last like year or two. Uh, setting boundaries, you know, not necessarily responding to every DM I get or feeling the need to be in a conversation about everything. Um, the thing about work life balance is. Like I said, with music, kind of just leaving that be my thing. And that's that's it. Not feeling the need to make content on everything. Um, and I, I hope to do better about that, too. I, I hope to get to the point where my channel is... I, I'd like a niche at some point. And I don't know how it's going to work. Maybe I'll figure it out in some weird way. But somehow, some way, I've got to get a better focus on the things that I decide to cover and the things I decide to do just for, just for me, just for fun and, right. and ultimately creating more. Too. Yeah. It's always a work in progress. You'll figure that out as you uh, yeah. do more of it type shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you? And it, I think for me, like one of the biggest ones is like, don't give a fuck what other people say. That's hundred percent. That's number one. Like do shit for me. Don't, don't rationalize it as being like overly selfish and not caring about any motherfucker. I care about a lot of people. Um, and I wish a lot of people genuinely well, even if, you know, uh, they've done things to me or I've done things to them or however, like I wish everyone well, uh, going forward. I I don't, I don't give a damn. (laughs) Like, you know, I just, Mm -hmm. I just can't afford to be spending all my waking hours caring about what other people think worrying about whether or not this video will do well, worrying if I'm making the right call and uh, frankly, just being more confident in myself and just saying, go for it. The whole reason, like I didn't do editing for other people for such a long time was one, it's hard to get into, but number two, um, I didn't think I could do it for other people. Mm -hmm. Right. I legit thought I could not do it for other people. And it has been such a relief to just do it and be like, Oh yeah, I could have done this shit three years ago. Um, Yeah. hundred percent. That comes from not being like confident all the time. And it comes from, you know, wondering how much more growth I need to do and not wanting to disappoint people. But like that's that's probably the big one is just living a little bit more for me and not necessarily caring and getting my own shit straight first before going into that, which then leads into not doing a bunch of projects with people, not doing a bunch of collabs with people, focusing more on Blue Couch Productions and uh the new channel, because I think it's a good opportunity. I could really go somewhere with this. 
I agree. better time than ever to 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 put down time into doing that. And then uh obviously the big one for both you and me is just, just not 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 doing let's plays. Ever. No more let's plays. Ever. There's no yeah. there's no real big life lesson with that one. It's just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. And it's don't. it's funny that we even have to say that going forward because our stupid brains constantly want to get back to doing let's plays. It is I, I I think about it every couple months. I really do. And I hate it. I hate myself for it every time. But like, there's something inherently fun about it. It just, when you do a lot of it, it gets to be stupid and you don't like it. And it's a waste of time. I think so. the best we could do for each other is to try not to uh, invoke that. Right? To try mm. not to uh, say things like, oh, what are we going to do tomorrow? 64 verses. Because that shit just lingers, man. right right the enabling Um, thing yeah you're right no like 100 percent. at least for me and you i know we can't control that for everybody but at least for me and you like we clearly don't want to do it so let's not casually mention (laughs) things we could do that would take six hours to do right Uh, i'm trying to do a better job of not even saying that i want to do certain things anymore because I'm as Zack Snyder. I want to do a lot. There's a lot that I want to do before I die. Uh, it doesn't mean I should do all of it. It doesn't mean I have to do all of it. Um, and there's, there's things that I want to do more than those than, than other things. So even when somebody DMs me and is like, Hey, when are we going to do this thing that I, that we, we half baked talked about like three years ago, uh, I need to start saying no, we're not. We're not move doing on. it. Move Let's on. just move on. Because um, the longer it lives in your brain, the worse it's the worse it's gonna get. So. Right, right. And that's hard. You feel obligated to that's do hard. things that you're that you're not obligated to do. It's crazy. Even as a joke, because I know we've we we joke about like every once in a while. I'm like, Yo, Aiden, I'm gonna do a booktube channel, or Yo, Aiden, when are we gonna do the Big Bang Theory podcast and the more we joke about those things, the closer they come to reality, and they shouldn't—they yep. shouldn't be reality. So, half-baked ideas at three a.m. should kind of just stay at three a.m. You know, believe it. Or I not. agree. I agree. Kind of just stay in that lane for <laughs> sure. Um, but I think the last thing it it means for both of us too is uh, you know, ending this podcast, ending projects that right. we're doing and focusing specifically on the on the main channels by the end of the year by the end of the year zach said it at the beginning but by the end of the year we are going to be done with this podcast and uh have our main focus be our main channel so if you want to follow us there that's the place to do it that's where Please we're going feel free to dm and interact on twitter or whatever but uh that's 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 what we're trying to do that's what we're trying to do, and it sucks that it's going to take from August till now to get all that in order. Um, I agree. I agree. But like we said earlier, we're also not quitters, so we really be wanting to end things off well. So I, yeah. I, I admire that. I admire that. It sucks that it feels like quitting in, in a lot of different ways, and I got to keep reminding myself that most sane people uh, didn't start all the side projects to begin with and were just doing their own thing, and nobody batted, you know, batted an eye. So, um, I gotta, I gotta make sure I don't feel bad about ending things and not doing things I previously said I would, because at the end of the day, 
it is going to be better for me it's going to be better for my content it's going to be better for the, the audience i just spend time on yin and if you just spend time on blue couch productions and we leave everything else at a minimum i have no doubt in my mind that if we do that both things will do well <laughs> i agree because we've proven in the past that anytime we put focus into these two things, they do well, believe it or not. So, like, yep. when you have multiple examples, uh, when you've been doing it for as long as both of us have, there's really nothing in the way but ourselves at a certain point. And uh, I'm glad that even though it do be 2021, we are finally being like, let's get out of our own fucking way for a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of our own agree. way. And I implore all of you to to get out of your own way sometimes and just be be at your happiest state and uh whether that's work life whatever just uh make things better for yourself you know that's that's yeah. the point of regrets is not to be like oh i wish i did things differently it's to be like okay cool awesome you wish you did things differently what now bro then do that's, things differently right <laughs> that's the part i care about i don't want to talk to you five years later and be like i doing this you told me that already why didn't you do anything about it yeah if i say that i regret doing let's plays in five years because in the past five years i've done more let's plays i don't deserve riots that's on you bro i can't feel sad for you anymore you know you've you've run out your sympathy time period allowed 100 percent 100 percent we're not people to wallow me and Zach aren't people to wallow. We're not people to like get down. You know, we True. at the end of the day, even if we do say some sad, depressing shit, and you know, promise and overpromise shit. Uh, one thing that I like about both you and me is that uh, we keep moving forward with shit. You know, you gotta, and, you gotta. I can't. Otherwise, I can't just I would sit not there hang out with nothing. you. <laughs> it's same, same, right? That I that's like that's the thing. Who don't we complain about these things. We we talk about them. We discuss them. And obviously they stay on our mind a good bit, but it's not to the point where it's debilitating um, because I, I do realize that I only got so much time on this earth and if I actually want to do any of it, like I gotta just keep moving. Can't, can't be wallowing, like you said. Gotta be at least somewhat optimistic. Not saying you have to, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, agree with everything, but uh, <laughs> sometimes being cynical gets in your own way sometimes. That's all 100%. I got. That's all I got for this episode. What are Ooh. your big regrets when it comes to YouTube if you are a content creator listening to this? And uh, be sure to check out the past episode where we talked about why we're ending the podcast. We got about nine episodes left. We just finished this one. So nine Ooh. more to go. Looking for topics. Looking for ideas. You could you could fill out some of the last couple things. Are there any blind spots that we missed? Hit us up in the comments or the email anotheryTpodcast at gmail.com. And we will get to it. We will get to it. Now, yes, if you'll sir. excuse me, Zach, yeah. I gotta go pee pee. So okay, well, gotta I've been the podcast. I've been Zach, <laughs> and I've been Nate. And thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Bye. I regret not getting a better host. <laughs> I gotta go piss, bro. I'm sorry. I've been holding it in for an hour. <laughs> Yo, mood actually. I gotta go pee pee too. <laughs>